You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Harkless with a nice show and go! Oh, Slams! Oh, uh, you, uh, you jam. Almost, almost heard a hip flexor oh. on that one. Woo. Harkless, Mo Harkless detonated like dynamite. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Longtime Vegas odds maker Dave Sherpan, kind enough to sit in with me today on BetQL Daily. Follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. We are live on the Odyssey app, and of course, make sure you're subscribed to the BetQL Daily Podcast and also video streaming on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Subscribe there. You get the alerts when the show is on the air live weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. Dave, I found the phone. Oh, found it. Pay, found it. pay the yes. <laughs> Took oh, a couple my hours. goodness. Where was it, Joe? Okay, last break. I finally found it. I it wasn't even a spot I was looking at, but I just happened to walk by it and look down. Um, the other end of the basement is where the bathroom is, and right outside the bathroom, outside of it, there oh. are there are a couple of tables that we had from uh, those awful days of homeschooling yes. <laughs> that oh. earlier this year. Yeah. And uh, so we, the tables are still there, and the dark uh, phone. It kind of blended in with with the uh, whatever you call it, the cover on the t- oh. on the table that we had out there. Well, so the LASIKs will fix all fix all of it. <laughs> yes, be, yes, with exactly. the LASIKs, you'll be able to see that next time. So we, we got a lot of things working. I'm just relieved yes. you found the phone. Yes. I'm so happy. Yes. Everything's cool. beautiful. You know what else is beautiful? Checking in with Ryan McDonough to talk about the association. He now joins us on BetQL Daily. Ryan McDonough on Twitter at McDNBA, former NBA executive turned host of the Odyssey NBA show. Make sure you are subscribed to that podcast. He is an Odyssey Sports Insider. Uh, Ryan, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, gentlemen. Always great to be on with you guys. Uh, one quick question, Joe, before we get into the basketball. Yes. Why didn't you just call the phone from another phone, and then when it rang, you would have known where it was? So nobody else is in the house. I can't even t- text, ask the wife where it is. Um, and we don't have landlines anymore. Those days are long gone. That, that I don't makes me least. feel better. I had a lot of questions about the process, <laughs> but, but that's a good excuse. So now we can get back to basketball. Exactly. Okay, so so I'm thinking about this. Uh, we're a little over five weeks out, and there are some teams sliding, Lakers dealing with all their injuries, and, and I know we're taking a close look at the seating, just like uh, a lot of these teams. We're used to having the discussion of teams making a push for the playoffs, making a push for home court in the postseason. But based on the conversations you've had, what you're hearing around the league, how hard is the push going to be to stay out of the play-in tournament? 
Well, I, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, important, especially in the, in the Western Conference. Um, there, there, I think there's a clear line for me, guys, um, of seven very good teams. Uh, Dallas is currently in seventh, but they played a lot better lately. They're seven and three in their last 10 games. And then you get into the, you know, eight to um, 11, 12 range, you know, a bunch of uh, 500 or so teams, teams slightly below 500. Um, so I, I think, you know, one of those top seven in the West is not going to want to play in the play-in scenario, obviously. And, and the team I really have my eye on, guys, this might surprise some of your listeners, but uh, is the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, they're on a long East Coast trip. When they get back to uh, the L.A., get back on the West Coast uh, in, in a couple weeks, then they have four consecutive games, two against Utah, two against Dallas. So if LeBron and A.D. don't return to the lineup relatively soon, uh, I could see a scenario in which the Lakers slide all the way down to seventh and end up in that play-in scenario. Uh, this is Dave, Sean. So, uh, Ryan, I'm sorry. Um, the The NBA – has, I, I mean, from a bookmaker standpoint, an information issue. Like, just trying to book the games is so hard. And trying now to bet the games is so hard. Is there a way, do you think, that we can get all on the same page and either say a guy's playing or he's not playing and then stick to it? Because... What's going on now? It's determining betting markets and moving numbers right away. And it's different than that in any other sport. Yeah, good good question, Dave. I, I, I think the, the challenge this year, and, and this year is uh, unique for so many reasons, as you guys know, but um, with COVID, the routines have been disrupted. And the teams I talk to uh, around the league are, are really having a hard time with just the intrusive nature of the testing. They understand that it's necessary. Um, but guys, sometimes when you have an early game, like if you have a matinee game, on a Saturday or Sunday, uh, a lot of times you'll have to go to the arena late the night before. I've heard teams get tested at 11 p.m. the night before, say a noon or one o'clock game the next day. Uh, so it's really thrown off schedules. And I bring it up because uh, I think the, the league is giving the team some leeway as far as the injury reporting structure uh, compared to what it has been in the past. As you guys know, there has been a push over recent years to try to formalize that and hold teams accountable for it. Uh, the challenge, guys, as a 15-plus year former executive is, Sometimes you really don't know until just before the game if a player is going to go or not. You want to see him, uh, you know, go through a workout and warm up. Uh, so I think the only thing the league could do if they're serious about uh, enforcing it is set a cutoff time where, um, you know, the rosters have to be locked, say, an hour or so before the game. And there, there are no changes. Even if a guy uh, gets on the bike or warms up late and he didn't think he was going to be able to play and then gets loose and feels better and wants to go, the league could say no. Uh, so I, I think a change like that. Um, you know, it have to happen, but I, I don't see that happening in this COVID environment. And I think because of that, um, you know, any, any betters listening to, to the show, I, I'd recommend waiting until the last possible minute uh, to cast your bet. Because as you mentioned, Dave, uh, a lot is fluid and so much information seems to change late uh, right before game time. No doubt. Uh, with Ryan McDonough, Odyssey Sports Insider. This is Joe Ostrowski and Dave Sherapan. You've got BetQL Daily. Let's talk a little bit about the Denver Nuggets. Uh, we spoke right after the trade deadline, talk about their improvements, and they're going on a run right now. They look scary. And uh, not, not only do we have the team playing well, but how about the MVP angle with Jokic? We spoke with uh, oddsmaker Jeff Sherman from the Superbook earlier this week, Ryan, and he's like, yeah, we made Jokic minus 200. You've got to bet 200 to win 100. They're begging for money on anybody not named Jokic. Uh, what do you think of this Nuggets run uh, moving forward? And uh, does Jokic just feel like the lock right now? 
Well, as you guys know, I haven't been um, quite as high on Jokic being that far out ahead of the pack. I, I think the race is uh, relatively close or has been relatively close. Uh, however, that being said, uh, I think Jokic is starting to pull away a little bit. Denver has won seven games in a row. Uh, Aaron Gordon has been a perfect fit in that lineup. What Tim Connolly, the president of basketball for the Nuggets, did with his two moves at the trade deadline, uh, bringing in Aaron Gordon from Orlando, who replaces Jeremy Grant, the athletic wing defender who played so well uh, for the Nuggets last year, but then left for the Pistons in free agency. And then also adding JaVel McGee as a backup center uh, coming in from Cleveland. That, that shored up Denver's two biggest weaknesses. So um, the team has looked great. Jokic has continued to play well. And, and guys, I really, you know, we talked about this a little bit yesterday uh, on Odyssey's NBA. Show I had on Billy King, a longtime former executive with the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and, and Brooklyn Nets. And what we're talking about is Nikola Jokic being the front runner for the MVP because uh, there's really not a lot to uh, pick at with him. There's not a lot negative about Jokic. He's played, he's produced, uh, he's been healthy. The team has won at a relatively high level. And I bring that up, Joe, because as you know, throughout the year, we've talked about the MVP. And it seems like at one point LeBron was ahead. And then later in the year, around midseason, Joel Embiid was ahead. Uh, well, now I think it's Jokic's race to lose because those two guys have missed a significant amount of time. And then James Harden, uh, fair or not, I, I personally think that some people who are voting are going to penalize him for what he did to the Houston Rockets as far as uh, forcing his way out of Houston and ending up in Brooklyn. Uh, so I, I bring it up because Denver is surging. Jokic is playing well. Uh, Gordon is helping the Nuggets win. And, uh, yeah, I think unless something changes, uh, Jokic uh, will continue to be the front runner to win the award. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So the the West is is pretty crazy. And, you know, Utah, Phoenix, Denver, one, two, three. And then you get, you know, the L.A. teams. The East isn't anything like that. The East looks like it's really, you know, the Nets and – I mean, even they're not given the Sixers and not much. I mean, the prices on the Sixers in the book to win the futures are still, I think, wrong. But who in the East is going to beat the Nets? And please tell me it's the 76ers. <laughs> I think they're the only team that has a legitimate shot at it, in, in my opinion. Uh, Brooklyn is my championship favorite. As, as Joe knows, in the preseason, I had the Lakers and Nets meeting uh, in the finals and the Lakers winning the finals uh, for, you know, back-to-back championships. Uh, as the season has gone on, guys, and as, as I've watched Brooklyn, uh, I've shifted more toward the same final matchup, but uh, with, with Brooklyn winning the championship, uh, I think they're now 22-4 and four in their last 26 games. Uh, for most of that stretch, they have not had one of their best uh, three players. Uh, Durant, uh, for most of it now, he's back, but Harden is out. Uh, so Brooklyn is talented. Uh, they are deep now. They loaded up in the buyout market uh, with LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin. Uh, I really like the way Nick Claxton has developed. So uh, I, I feel the, the Nets are going to win uh, the Eastern Conference. Um, the, the question, I, I guess, and this maybe works in Philly's favor, is Philly will have more continuity by the time the playoffs roll around. Um, you know, other than Embiid missing time, they've been relatively healthy and had a lot of their core together. Some of those guys now for a few years. Uh, Brooklyn, it's new. And even with their big three, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, those guys haven't played together as much. Um, so 
I can, can envision a scenario in which they get into the playoffs and struggle a little bit, uh, just given that those guys don't have a lot of experience together in close games, sharing the ball down the stretch when it's a possession-by-possession possession game. Uh, now, that being said, Brooklyn's talent is overwhelming, uh, so I, I think they, they are going to win the Eastern Conference. However, if there's one team who can beat them, it is the Philadelphia 76ers. Ryan, we all know about the big drop-off in the Eastern Conference after the top three, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee. And uh, everybody else is bunched up. Not sure that it really matters a whole bunch in the playoff picture. But if you're one of those top few teams, are, are you having conversations about um, trying in some way to avoid the Miami Heat? You know, I'm, I'm not sure because I, I personally don't think there's that big of a difference between uh, Miami and Atlanta, who I'm really high on. Um, you know, if, if you're your listeners want a team that um, you know has, has played a lot better the second half of the season than they did the first half of the season. Uh, look at the Atlanta Hawks. They had a bad loss the other night at home to Memphis. But uh, other than that, they've been very good under Nate McMillan. Uh, a lot of that is McMillan's coaching. A lot of it um, is also, you know, they, they've gotten healthier. Um, but Atlanta's now 13-5 and five in the 18 games with McMillan as the head coach. So right around that 4-5 seed. Uh, in the Eastern Conference. And, um, guys, they've done a lot of it, you know, without John Collins and Clint Capella, uh, Danilo Gallinari, um, other guys that missed a decent amount of time, Bogdan Bogdanovich throughout the year. Um, so I, I understand your question, Joe, and, and Miami's certainly not a team you would want to play, but uh, I, I wouldn't be trying to line up and steer away from the heat to try to position myself to play the Hawks, uh, for example, because uh, I think Atlanta it actually has more depth uh, they're not as experienced as Miami, who obviously went to the finals a year ago. Uh, but I think Atlanta has more depth up and down the roster, and they are not a team I would want to see in the first round either if I was one of the top seeds in the Eastern Conference. Ryan, we have a couple minutes left, but uh, I don't know if you can explain it this quick, but I'll just ask. I don't understand this buyout market thing. It feels like a waiver wire for the good teams. Like, you know, and the Nets loaded up. They got Blake Griffin. Oh, they got LaMarcus Aldridge. They got all these guys. Like, how do you explain it to a casual NBA fan, let alone somebody who bets on the game and, and, and watches basketball? What, what What is the buyout market exactly? Yeah, it, it is a point of contention right now, Dave, with NBA teams, especially the small and mid-market teams, that they feel like uh, the rich get richer, so to speak. And uh, basically what happens is once the trade deadline uh, comes and goes, that players who aren't traded, um, they, they do a buyout, uh, you know, basically a divorce agreement with their current team. Uh, it, it almost always entails the player giving some money back. Um, so the team, now that the trade deadline has passed, can't trade the player anymore. Uh, they give some cash back. Uh, so the team saves some money. They don't have to deal with a disgruntled player, uh, especially one who's approaching free agency. And then the player gets to pick his new team. Uh, but but it's clearly benefiting uh, the big market teams in the short term. Uh, the Lakers got Andre Drummond. The Nets got Blake Griffin uh, and LaMarcus Aldridge. So uh, it's something that, that is being discussed. And one of the things, guys, that I, I think would be uh, you know relatively interesting and make some sense is to, to make the buyout deadline before the trade deadline. That yes. way teams and players have to decide do I want to get bought out now or do I want to remain trade eligible uh, now? Because what happens with it being the other way around is teams, players and agents will try to not get traded. Uh, they'll try to, to, to chill the market from getting traded somewhere they don't want to go uh, so they can get bought out in free agency and then pick their destination. Obviously, that benefits the mega market teams. Uh, but in my opinion, it disadvantages the rest of the league. All right. We've got a bunch of games tonight. One is postponed. But uh, is there anything you like? as far as a side or total or just a most intriguing matchup? Um, which one's postponed? I, I, I don't know if I missed that or um, I don't want to. 
It could be my phone that's off, but I did see that the uh, Raptors and Cavs. It's a, it says postpone on my phone, but I'm trusting the app. So okay, okay, <laughs> okay, it very well maybe. Um, let me see T- tonight's slate. Uh, number of good matchups here. Um, let me see. Boy, I, I, I'm liking Memphis at New York. I, I think uh, the Knicks are a, a slight favorite. Uh, obviously, as we discussed, I, I want to see who's playing for the Grizzlies late. Uh, but Memphis getting one and a half in New York. I, I love the way uh, they looked the other night in Atlanta. Uh, so I'm going with the Grizz over the Knicks if they're getting one and a half. Uh, the Bulls are playing well uh, with Vuk, Vooch, um, uh, rather. Uh, are you impressed with uh, how they've turned things around quickly? Just have a few seconds left. Sorry, Ryan. Yeah, that's okay. They they played better lately, uh, but they're at Atlanta tonight. As I mentioned, I I like the Hawks, so if I had to bet that game tonight, uh, I'd go with Atlanta, depending on who's available uh, for the Hawks. Perfect. Ryan McDonough there at McDNBA. Make sure you are subscribed to the Odyssey NBA show. Ryan does a great job with that, so uh, you get a couple pods each and every week. Joe Ostrowski, Dave Sherapan coming up next. How about some stories from the book on the BetQL Audio Network?